Good afternoon, and welcome to Night Talk. I'm Joe Murphy, and I'm joined for this afternoon show by Mike Kubik. We do have a guest with us, and I'm going to let Michael introduce him. But let us begin, as we always do, with our prayer to St. Michael. In the name of the, the Father, Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. St. Michael, Michael, the Archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Michael. Okay, well, what we're going to do first is I'm going to read a uh, little letter here that uh, was given to the State Council uh, by the Deputy Life Director. Uh, as we know, Dave Bloomer also does all the legislative, legislative uh, things that are happening. He keeps uh, us informed about them um, all nights. But he had asked if we could read this, so I'm going to go ahead and just read some of the stuff that, uh, that came through. I'm not going to read everything. Abortion court case. On, ma- on Monday, January 29th, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court issued its decision in the critical abortion case, Allegheny Reproductive Services versus the Pennsylvania Department of Union, Human Services. Some background. This case was filed more than five years ago on behalf of abortion facilities in Pennsylvania, including Planned Parenthood. Basically, the plaintiff, which are the pro-abortion, had two key demands in the lawsuit to overturn the 1982 state law prohibiting taxpayer funding of abortion, which was a law upheld in a unanimous 1985 decision by the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, and two, to have the court declare, basically create out of whole cloth, a fundamental right to abortion, all the way from conception to birth in Pennsylvania's Constitution without any future legislative or judicial recourse to correct the damage. Uh, It was filled with the concurring and dissenting opinions, seemed to grant the abortion abortion industry everything it wanted, including the fundamental right to reproductive autonomy in Pennsylvania. However, further scrutiny revealed, while the narrow 3-2 decision did unfortunately overturn the prohibition of taxpayer-funded abortions, the actual decision remanded the case back to the Commonwealth Court where the law could still be upheld. However, PA Supreme Court also relegated defense of the current prohibition to the Shapiro administration and not the General Assembly. So we know that uh, Josh, our governor, Josh Shapiro, is in for, is in favor of abortion. My brothers, all we can do is, as we always do, March for Life. It's going to be held Monday, September 23rd, uh, 2024 in Harrisburg. And uh, we're going to need all of us, uh, Catholics and non-Catholics alike, who believe in the sanctity of life to get out there and do that. Amen to that. And without further ado, we have a real special guest. Unfortunately, we haven't heard from this gentleman for almost two years. He's always been a special guy in my heart. I, I got to sit next to him for so many years uh, when I was squire chairman and then eventually uh, state program director. And he governed us for two years as our state deputy. And right now he's turning, going downhill on his present job, which is the immediate past state deputy. And uh, my brother Knight's Ken Krugel. Good afternoon, Ken. Good afternoon, Mike. Thank you for having me on your show. 
Uh, we're glad to have you. We miss you. As I said, you're kind of winding down. June June 30th is looming here. <laughs> it's, it's coming pretty quick. I was just thinking about that myself this morning. I know um, during your administration there was a lot done. I mean, it was it was the conversion from, you know, what we were doing to more and increased things that uh, are, are occurring within Faith in Action, and now it's even broadened more under the Mike Kish administration. But I know that you've been uh, instrumental in that because I remember from when I used to sit at the state council as uh, the program director, how much input immediate past state deputies have because your knowledge and your expertise really helps and experience helps so much with the uh, new administration. So Ken, how do you feel about everything that's been happening? Well, I think Mike's had a great year. Um, We're finally Uh, Towards the end of my administration, probably about February of 2022, uh, councils were starting to meet again and, you know, getting back to the faith in action programs. uh, A few of the councils actually had fish fries that year. So we did all those things that knights uh, are known to do. But uh, when Mike took over, obviously uh, 99% of the councils were back and doing what they should be doing. Uh, it's it's been a tremendous year. Uh, I can't. I just can't get over how much the Coats for Kids program. We started that briefly. It was being talked about at the end of the Mark Jaco administration, and the state council said, "Yeah, I think we can afford to buy maybe a thousand coats." Well, this past year we surpassed sixteen thousand coats. And what I have been telling people, and especially with John Coco, uh, who spearheads that program, is that it isn't just the 16,000 coats for this year, but it's the 14,000 coats the year before and the, and, and the 12,000 coats the year before that. Those coats are still here. So we're not just helping that for that one year. Uh, the moms and the dads of the children, when the kids outgrow those, it goes to a younger sibling or a cousin, or it goes back to a, a shelter or a program that these families are affiliated with. So we're exponentially growing the program, but we're also every year more and more children are getting warm winter coats. So that's just one example. Something, again, that we started, we talked about it during the COVID administration, uh, things we would like to do. And um, Mike Kish was my membership director, so I did that purposefully. So um, I think it's a good idea to have the upcoming state deputy be part of the state family. So not only are you shadowing for your uh, year before you become state deputy, but you're also an integral part of the team in a decision-making role. So I think that's something which is going to continue. Um, I like that idea. I know Mark started that with me. Uh, he let me have a position. So I, I think it's, it's good. Uh, as far as the immediate past state deputy, people ask me, even my own relatives, and I'm, you know me, I've always got a little bit of a joke on the side, but uh, I said it's like being chairman of the board. Uh Because you do have that experience. You've been on the Educational Foundation. You've been on the Finance Board. You've been State Deputy. You've been a Chairman. You've been a Director. So when different ideas come up in the the current administration, at some point you can chime in if it's necessary. You can say, well, you know, that's a great idea, but have you thought about looking at it this way? 
And I know we had a lot of great conversations when we used to sit down there on the lower dais and uh, just talk about things that state council was doing. So, yeah, it, it's a good experience, and it is winding down. But uh, unlike General MacArthur, I'm not going to just fade into the long gray <laughs> line for the history buffs that are out there, but I'll still be an integral part of the state, and I will be on the state finance council for the next eight years. And, and that's been a lot of fun. Uh, we streamline our accounting process. We have a balance sheet now. So at any time, literally any day of the week, the state treasurer knows exactly how much money we have in all our accounts, where it's gone, what's been spent. So we've really brought our accounting system into the 21st century. So those are some of the things that you do as the immediate past that de- deputy. Um, you know, you're behind the scenes but you're still an integral part in an advisory role. And I know Mike Kish will do an excellent job being an immediate uh, past state deputy when his time comes. I know he's savoring his his final month as we strive to make the circle of honor here in Pennsylvania. We're very close. We're very, very close. So Yeah, one of the things that we would be amiss in not saying, we've lost one of our uh, past state deputies, George Cook. Yes, we did. And um, for those of you who don't know, George was uh, a past state deputy. And, and uh, our immediate past state deputy, Ken and I, we used to sit together when we were chairman. We used to have the I guess it's a privilege and a pleasure to have George Cook and uh, Ron Cubbage sit behind us. And I think, I think for like 10 years we were entertained by those two gentlemen. And uh, I know from that perspective I'm going to miss George because I think, uh, I think he made uh, state conventions fun, but he was also serious and he, he knew his job and he knew how to do it well. Yes, he did. I, I really, I really will miss George. Um, yeah, George. Uh, when he found out that I worked in in higher education, um, he used to call me the professor. So even even uh, from the, the peanut gallery sitting down the side, when when we were sitting together, every now and then he'd whisper, "He goes, hey, professor, stay awake, stay awake over there, you two." <laughs> it's a little nuances like that, you know, mm. that you remember yeah. and uh, and the friendships and stuff that you've created over those that right. your tenure yeah. as state deputy or whatever. I think that's one of the things, uh, you know, when people say, well, you, you know, you don't do any state jobs anymore. Do you miss it? And, and, and the thing is, I miss you. I miss the people that I got to work with because I think we have some of the greatest nights in, in the entire world uh, in Pennsylvania. And I know that uh, every one of them does a fantastic job. Well, I'll agree with you there. I think we have a tremendous jurisdiction. And, uh, of course, when you are a state deputy, uh, I didn't have the opportunity only for a few months to do much traveling. But when you do get a chance to travel from east to west and north to south, you find out that we're all in this together. But different regions, different chapters, they just have a little different way of doing things, maybe put a little more emphasis on uh, this activity or that activity. But at the end of the day, we're all Knights of Columbus. We all believe in the charges that we took during our degrees. And it's just fantastic to go someplace. You know, it might be a council with 30 members. They're just as enthused as the council that has 300 members. They're all proud to be Brother Knights. And I think that's what we're all about. It's a great fraternity, and we keep growing. 
I think that's something else that really, really amazes me that we can bring in almost 2,000 new members every year. Yeah, in, a state, in a state that's flat, basically on growth, and sorry to say, as we all know, though, but the number of young men that are no longer attending mass that they did go, you know, with their parents when they were kids, but when they became adults for some reason, they've decided to become nuns, N-O-N-E-S. Yes. And, and that's something that we do have to pray for, Mike. Yep. There you go. Ken, I hate to cut you off, but uh, we're up against our hard break, so we got to take a, a break here, put a couple of messages out there, and uh, we'll be back right after these messages. Welcome back to Night Talk. I'm Joe Murphy. I'm joined in studio by my co-host, Mike Kubik. And with us, we have our, I don't want to say this right, our past... Immediate past, immediate past, state, past deputy. state deputy, Ken Kruger, with us. So, uh, Ken, the floor is yours. Well, and it, well, it's all up to you now, Ken. What do you think? Okay. Um, you know, during the break, uh, Mike and I were talking about up-and-coming things for the state council. Well, something which uh, was just created this year, and it will become a new position uh, as far as one of our chairman and directors, but it's our faith and evangelization uh, chairman, which is now mandated by Supreme. And this individual's primary responsibility will be setting up core programs, uh, getting councils and parishes to set up core. Now, core is Latin for heart. And uh, as a matter of fact, uh, State Deputy Kish, before the core program came out, that was his uh, his motto for his two mm -hmm. years. Mine was be not afraid from Pope John, uh, Blessed John Paul II, and uh, he picked uh, heart to heart uh, from St. John Paul Newman. But uh, it's interesting that he was a year ahead in his thought process as uh, Supreme came out with their core program and what the core program is and supreme has a whole a book and a series of books that they're going to be publishing on this but it's it's catholic men at the parish not necessarily all knights but can be spearheaded by a knight or a knight group and it's it's a bible study it's getting together over coffee and talking about how you feel being a Catholic man? How do you feel about being a, a father or a grandfather or a great-grandfather, uh, being a husband, being a spouse? So I think it's a great program, and I know it's something that's being emphasized by our Supreme Knight, Kelly. Uh, he really wants to increase our spirituality in the Knights of Columbus, and, and I go along with that. Uh, we do have men's conferences all over the state, and I found out this year, this this uh, fall, because I'm part of the core program here, C-O-R-E, the core program for the Erie Men's Conference, which is called 2232. And that's a scripture from the Bible. 
And um, being on this committee, I found out that in northwestern Pennsylvania, and their definition is basically New York all the way down to West Virginia and basically over to Penn State, that they have all kinds of men's groups scattered throughout this whole territory, and they have an organization, and they just had a conference down in Pittsburgh a couple of weeks ago. So even though I've been involved in nights over 40 years, I'm still learning a lot more about the Catholic Church and the ways that uh, organizations reach out, and some do very similar things that the Knights of Columbus do. So um, I'm on that committee, although I will not be able to be at the 2232 uh, men's conference this year because I will be on my way to the state testimonial for our state deputy and our state officers, which is going to be held on March 2nd in Malvern, Pennsylvania. But um, I'm on that committee, so I'm pushing CORE, C-O-R, with the core committee of the men's committee in, in Erie. Yeah. So it's kind of interesting that we're both using the same words, but it, it's, it's a great outreach program. And uh, we do uh, weekly uh, rosary. Uh, on, we had a video rosary last night. So between the rosaries at our meetings and rosaries at mass and personal devotion, I think it's really helping me. It's really helping my spiritual life. So that's some of the things that's keeping me busy. You know, we keep looking for, for new programs and, and new ideas, and I'm sure our heir apparent Gary Damage from the Western region will have some ideas also. Uh, just, you know, a little different twist. Uh, he hasn't really shared too much of that with me. But what is interesting is uh, our new incoming state deputy will have uh, Reverend uh, Pierre or Father Bud Falkenham as his state chaplain. So this will be the third time that Father Bud will be our state chaplain. Yeah. He was state chaplain for Stangolowski. He was state chaplain for me, and now he'll be state chaplain for Gary Damage. So it, it's interesting how uh, we bring some of these men back because they're such an inspiration. It'll, it'll be fun having Father Bud because he and I really palled around quite a bit uh, when I was state deputy and at our meetings. I think something else which uh, which came out of the COVID. I mean, a few good things. Other, you know, heaven forbid the number of people that died. But as far as the organization for the Knights of Columbus, prior to COVID, we met, the state officers met quarterly, and it was an overnight, and you had to drive someplace. During COVID, we started meeting monthly, setting up Zoom meetings. And for a lot of these, a lot of our, our brothers, this, this, was, this was really cutting edge technology for them because they had never you know, depending on type of work that they had, they had never experienced a live, for a better word, television production. They had never been part of anything like that. And now that's become the norm. Not only does our our state council meet every month online, but our program and our membership teams meet the same way. So it's become much more efficient. Men do not have to, you know, take a whole weekend to drive someplace for a four-hour meeting, um, you know, do more things with their family, get to that, you know, kid's soccer game or basketball game or, or play at the school or something like that. So the, the organization, I think, has, has tightened up, become much more efficient, and the program team, the membership team, they meet monthly, so they understand 
what each other is trying to accomplish. And I think we've really cemented the idea. Uh, and again, these, some of the things that we said when we were, we were chairman, community director, program directors, things like that, that good programs bring in membership and a strong membership drives good programs. Also, every program that a council puts on is a membership opportunity. My home council here in Erie, we had a pancake breakfast, go figure, pancake breakfast, but it was Scout Sunday. So when we do our pancake breakfast for Scouts, all the Scout leaders, all the Scouts get a free breakfast. And from that, we picked up two new members. There you go. They came to us. We're wearing our shirts, and they came to us. And they said, you know, we really, you know, I've been watching what you guys do, and this free breakfast is just a, you know, this is what did it for me. Because, you know, I'm spending all my time with my son right now in scouts, but he's a junior, a couple more years. He's done. He's in college or military. And, you know, I'm going to have some free time. I said, hey, you're just the kind of man we're looking for. You know, you introduce yourself. <laughs> and, of course, now it's so easy to sign somebody up online. He says, well, what do I have to sign? I said, oh, no, no, no. Take out your cell phone. <laughs> Takes out his cell phone, www.kfc.org backslash join us. He goes, wow, I'm on the Knights of Columbus membership page. I said, yep. I said, the council you want to join and gave him my council number. But, you know, within eight minutes, seven minutes, we had a brand new member. Yeah, and another one of my brothers did the same thing with uh, another fellow. So every every opportunity, every program is a membership opportunity. Yeah, you're so right, Ken. We just had uh, Clay Kiefer, our past uh, Grand Knight. He kind of, he's the membership director for our council. And it's the same thing. We do coffee and donuts during the school year every Sunday after mass, all the masses we have. We have three masses on Sunday. And we have just detained the 14 that we need for star council. Wow. And we just got it last weekend. Yeah, thank you. The Clay's really done an outstanding job. But it's the same thing. We have a line of people lining up for donuts or coffee. Last weekend, we had Tex-Mex breakfast. So everybody had eggs with, you know, the little peppers in it and the potatoes and the ham and all of that. And uh, just people standing in line and you just say, hey, are you, in, are you a knight? Why not? And... Next thing you know, he signed up 14, and he's done an outstanding job, and, uh, yep, and yep. we're proud of him. And like you said, it's, it's a great opportunity because they, they're being served the food, and they see the cleanup all being done by Brother Knights. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and afterwards, after the breakfast, a number, a number of the scouts, I'm not going to say all of them, but a number of the scouts and their, their parents, they said, can we help you clean up? I said, no, you don't. And you say, no, no, you're our guest today. It's fine. But, I mean, it's, it's that dedication to service. Mm -hmm. Yes, yes. You know? You're so and right. And the nice thing is, is these boys and girls that are scouts, uh, they'll keep that dedication to service their whole life. This isn't something they're just going to do in high school because dad, mom made them do that. No, they're doing that because they want to be there. They could be home doing video games like all their peers are. And uh, so, you know, if we don't get them at nights at 18 or 19, we'll get them at, at 25 or 26. Yeah, that's the only thing that I still regret is that Supreme decided to get rid of Squires. Yes, very uh, unfortunate. There are so many young men that today that I see that, are, that came out of the Squires programs that are nights. And uh, we have a couple here from our Trinity area. They're pilots. 
in the United States Navy. We have uh, dentists, doctors. It's, it's just amazing. Joe's just letting me know we got two minutes left, and there's no way that uh, anybody wants to hear me talk. Time always goes so fast when I when I speak with you and Joe about the good works that we do. Um, and we grow every year, as I said in the first half of the show. Uh, the numbers in Pennsylvania for uh, during COVID, we dropped under 59,000. And I just looked this morning, we're back up to 59,400. So cool. we're coming back. We're coming back. And I would imagine by the end of the damage administration, we should most likely will be back up to 60,000. And that 60,000 is a nice number to use for recruiting. You know, I always yeah. say we have 60,000, but I know I'm telling a little white lie because <laughs> you sit there, you really don't want to tell a, a potential member, well, we have 59,463 members. <laughs> and you can be the 64. <laughs> it doesn't ring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ken, I want to thank you while we have the time for spending this much time with us. We do appreciate it. You hope you know that. Well, thank you very much. Ken, as well, always, Ken, as always uh, it's good talking to you. I hope to see you again. Uh, I don't know when. Uh, well, state convention, I would figure. But uh, uh, I've always enjoyed you. I think you're one of the better people that we've had uh, as, as a knight. And uh, you've done a lot for the organization, the order, and uh, for the state of Pennsylvania. Well, I thank you very much. Thank you very much, Mike. I appreciate it. And with that, I think we're going to wrap things up. We're up against the clock again. So along with Mikey Kubik and Ken Krugel, I'm Joe Murphy. Stay safe out there. God bless.